0: Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It is time for Market View here on the new prime time with Timothy Goh and Rachel Kelly on a Monday. Well, in the latest Singapore Purchasing Managers Index, activity remained upbeat with a reading of 50.8 for June. That was up from 50.7 the month prior.
1: Now, June's figure may have exceeded most analysts' forecasts. However, some market watchers caution of risks hovering on the horizon to find out more (laughs) of what the (laughs) latest numbers may mean for markets, as well as his outlook for the three lenders. We're joined now by Shekhar Jayaswal, head of equity research at RHB Singapore. Shekhar, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi,
2: Rachel. Hi, Timothy. Nice to be here.
1: Lovely to have you with us. So, Sheka, let's start off with those PMI numbers for June. They came out late on Friday night. We saw an increase of 0.1 from the previous month. So, you know, this marks 12 months of expansion. What are your thoughts on the numbers?
2: Sure. Okay. So the PMI data is is clearly suggesting an expansionary trend. Uh, The reading for new orders, new export orders, order backlogs, everything is registering fast expansion rates for the month of June. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not surprisingly, when employment and production PMI also rose in June. And we are expecting this trend to continue, which means PMI will remain expansionary in the third and fourth quarter this year as well. Uh, the industrial production index will benefit from the pickup on the external demand, uh, where we are seeing momentum on the month and month and three months moving average, appears to be positive based on the data we have seen so far. Uh, demand for semiconductor related output should also remain resilient over the next two quarters. However, the increase in uh, you know, COVID-19 infections amongst uh, regional trading partners of Singapore has led to some supply chain disruptions. Mm. Uh, the PMI reading for supply deliveries has continued to increase, uh, which has led to price pressures on the input cost. The input price PMI is actually sitting at its highest level since November 2019. So that, that is a cause of concern.
0: So, Shekhar, are inflation clouds though, still uh, in the horizon?
2: Uh, We would assume yes, uh, and we have actually revisited our numbers as well. Uh, So, Mm. recently we revised the year-end CPI inflation forecast to 1.4% from 1.1% earlier. And this was largely due to the stronger-than-expected price pressure that we witnessed in the second quarter of this year. Uh, Please note that much of this is coming from the external side, given that not much of economic activity has happened in the last month and a half. Uh, largely high commodity prices have been driving the CPI upwards in the first half and the risks are still tilted towards upward price pressures remaining into the second half as well. The inflation for tourism related services is expected to remain low amid travel restrictions but we need to warn investors that you know we are looking to open up uh, borders with, and we expect to see gradual and selective return of international travels from end of this year. So that inflation will also start to pick in early
1: part of next year. Shekhar, just turning to the markets now, because RHB did issue a report at the end of last week about our three local banks. And given that they make up such a hefty proportion of the STI, you spoke about, um, you know, reiterating your stance of the three lenders as overweight. But in your report, you also state that better times are ahead. Tell us why.
2: Sure. So, you know, we believe the first quarter performance for all the three banks will extend into the second half of this year. Uh, recent movement restrictions impact uh, is expected to be less than what it was. It's going to be moderate at best. Mm-hmm. The economy is on track for a very strong recovery in the second half of this year. Uh, there is slight risk of NPLs, but the bank's asset quality remains resilient, and which is evident from lower-than-expected take-up of the extended relief measures, and majority of borrowers are able to resume their full loan repayments. And this is based on our discussion with the three banks. Uh, re- it actually reinforces our view that the credit cost, which is one of the key earnings drivers this year, would trend lower. And we are expecting the whole sector to deliver close to about 37% profit growth this year. Keep in mind, the sector delivered decline of 28% profit growth last year. Uh, even the core fee income, which is a key growth driver for the first quarter, will also remain a key contributor for the second half of this year. The low interest and in environment is going to drive demand for investment products and transaction fees will also start to come in once there's a pickup in trade-related activities. We are also expecting business activities to resume. Consumption should come back and that will translate into strong loan growth. So for this year we're looking at loan growth of anywhere close to 85 to 8.7% for the full year compared to a 3.4% growth last year. And based on the latest data we have until May, the annualized banking system loan growth is actually very close to our forecast. So we remain overly positive on the banks for the next 12 months at least. And you also need to keep in mind that banks will also be eventually beneficiary of the rise in interest rates. Although it's expected to come out in 2023, uh, they should see benefits from also easing off, potential easing of the dividend cap that they are dealing with right now.
0: All right, we're speaking to Shekhar Jaswal here in Market View, head of Equity Research, RHB Singapore. Shekhar, is there a chance we could see uh, an increase in non-performing loans uh, given the current business environment? And if so, where do you see the most potential?
2: That's a very good question, actually. So in the latest uh, annual release, MAS did mention that the recent tightening of domestic restrictions and border controls a good result uh, in a near-term setback to close to about 8% of the economy. Uh, but, you know, we remain fairly confident the rate at which the local infection for COVID-19 is going down. And the fact that government is making clear plans for reopening, the recovery should be gathering pace as we get into the second half where we are right now. Uh, we think banks may see a slight uptick in the loans requiring relief assistance, uh, but rise in NPO should be mild as most businesses remain in operation. And as you just mentioned earlier in this program, that there is an extension of support measures for mm-hmm. affected individuals and SMEs beyond the current deadline, which was September, uh, which also has a help in keeping the asset quality in check. Uh, all in, we believe Singapore banks should be able to stick with their credit cost guidance, which points to a sharply lower credit cost for the rest of this year.
1: So what's your pecking order then for the three local banks uh, Shekhar, I understand that you've done a bit of a revision there. And looking at your morning kappa issued this, this morning, RHB Singapore morning kappa, I see DBS and OCBC there, but where's UOB?
2: Right, so uh, we are constructive and all the three Singapore banks have a buy rating on all of them, but we've just changed our pecking order. So OCBC remains our top sector. Uh, it's expected to deliver earnings growth of close to about 37%, and this will come from very robust wealth management insurance incomes and also on lower provisions. It's one of the banks which has a CET1 ratio of 15.5%, highest amongst its peers, and that provides room for higher dividends and inorganic growth opportunities. So it definitely remains one of our top picks. What we've changed is, we've changed uh, pecking order of the second best pick. Uh, we've swapped TBS with UOB. Now, UOB ranks second in our preferred picks purely based on the uh, underperformance of share price that we've seen so far. Its relative valuation is compared to the other two banks. It is also expected to deliver about 30% profit growth this year, and the management remains committed to receiving dividend payment of close to 50% once the dividend cap is removed. Uh, DBS moves down to the third in the pecking order. Again, I reiterate, it's still a buy call, but we think the valuations are a bit stretched. Uh, we're trading at 1.3 times. It's trading at one standard deviation above the historical mean. So the pecking order now for us is OCBC, then UOB, and then TPS. Keep in mind, OCBC and UOB are trading close to one-time price to book while DBS is at 1.3 times.
0: All right. Uh, so your team also issued some top buys. So let's take a closer look and tell us why. Um, your top of uh, top of the list is Capital Land.
2: So we do have Capital Land. It, it's actually the top buys you're looking at is more in alphabetical order. But our preferred picks in Singapore is it's OCBC, uh, followed by Comfort Delgado and ST Engineering. We just discussed OB- OCBC a few seconds ago. I mean, it's obviously one of the preferred banks. we expected to see its ROE recover to close to 9.7%, healthy operating income numbers, lower provisions. Everything seems right for the bank. So that's our top pick. The next one would be Comfort DelGro. Uh, we are expecting very strong earnings rebound for the company, especially on the backdrop of normalization of Singapore transport and taxi business operations. So yes, there was a small hiccup in the second quarter, but we observed it as a speed bump rather than a complete decline in earnings improvement keep in mind that uh, comfort Delgo also has a significant exposure to overseas businesses which is uk and australia uh, uk has been very aggressive in vaccinating most of the population and we are looking at reopening australia will also see start uh, business recovery to the second half so the overseas business will also start contributing towards the earnings for comfort Delgo from second half of this year and if you look at the valuations like price to earnings price to book they're all at compelling levels given that we're expecting very strong improvement in ROE as well as close to about 100% plus earnings growth this year and close to about 20% earnings growth for next year.
1: It's been wonderful catching up with you and for sharing all of those insights with us, but that's unfortunately all we've got time for today. <laughs> but thanks that's so right. much, Shekhar. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Always a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. We've been speaking with Shekhar Jaiswal, head of equity research at RHB Singapore. This is Market View. You're listening to Money FM 89.3.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O.